This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by Super Spreader Removals. We'll pick something up in Sydney and in no time at all, it'll be in Melbourne. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report for Friday the 16th of July. And uh, Dom, big news this morning. Turns out Friendly Geordies, who's this YouTuber who criticised a a New South Wales politician and and got sued, he's managed to raise $1 million for his legal defence. What? Yes. A million dollars? A million dollars. So Deputy Premier actually um, claimed that Friendly Geordies defamed him. We talked about this. He was dressing up as Mario and doing dodgy Italian accents and things. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's a slightly separate case. That's, uh, that was like a criminal <laughs> That's right. There's several different um, cases yeah. going on. I oh, know. They, they're using all tools of the law to get rid of this YouTuber. Anyway, so he's raised a million dollars in legal defence fund, right? So what I'm doing is I'm saying to all the politicians out there that we've criticised over the years, uh, all the celebrities, everyone who, who can be defamed, why don't you sue us? Because <laughs> the idea of raising a million dollars is, I mean, that's, that's a lot of money. I mean, how much, how much could a defamation case actually cost to defend? Maybe, I don't know, 250, 300,000? Probably the best part of a million, but we'd still make something out of it. Well, as we will discuss later in the episode, we've been raising money from prominent people. I mean, Kevin Rudd donated to Friendly Geordies, and I bet it was a lot more than the 61 bucks he gave us. We'll hear more about that a bit later in the show. So, well, maybe, I mean, should we say some rude things about Kevin Rudd and see whether he can sue us? Or or we defame Friendly Geordies and get John Barillaro (laughs) to give us money. I love it. Okay. Friendly Geordies, what a stupid asshole! Yeah, oh, he's a journalist like my three-year-old's a journalist. Yeah, YouTube, what even is YouTube? Friendly, more like, more like, lamo Geordies. Yeah, lamo Geordies. Come on, time for you to sue us, Friendly Geordies. Yeah, so-called lamo Geordies, and he's so corrupt. He's corrupt, yeah, Charles. Right. He's just corrupt. He's just the corruptest YouTuber I've ever met. He's probably using that legal defence money to, to, I don't know, do something fun. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Barillaro, if you want to donate to The Chaser, just go to chaser.com.au and the link donate is right there. Thanks, mate. Coming up on the show, we're going to talk to Sammy Shah. We've been trying to find people who have it worse than us under lockdown. And so Sammy's based in Melbourne. Mm, which is still technically free. They're still free. But I think by the time this podcast goes to air, uh, it probably will be in lockdown. So it's all a bit of a disaster. Mm, I think he's going to be a bit angry. I'm looking forward to it. Also, Cam, the editor of The Chase, is going to reveal about all the funding from previous Prime Ministers that we've got this week. A very bizarre situation. But first, let's go to Rebecca Dayanamuno in the Chaser Fake Newsroom. The City of Melbourne has today rebranded as Harvey Norman in hopes it will encourage the Morrison government to actually give them some fucking money. This comes after Premier Jerry, formerly known as Dictator Dan, had a conversation with a young disabled man who was recently kicked off the NDIS and lost his job due to the pandemic, which forced him into coming up with ways to get support from the government. Staying in Melbourne, rumours of a snap lockdown have caused enrolments in private schools around the city to spike. Parents have begun panic enrolling their children in the hopes they will receive the vaccine before the city goes through its fifth second wave of COVID. 
Finally, after the Prime Minister's appearance on radio with Carl Sanderlands and Jackie O, listeners began to fantasise about a simpler time when everyone thought Scott was missing. After enduring a potent mixture of bullshit as Morrison's attempts at being relatable, combined with Sanderlands kissing the PM's ass, everyone listening quickly remembered why everything in the radio format is dead. On that note, that's the latest headlines from the Chaser Newsroom. I'm Rebecca Dayunamuno, and my PIN number is 0069. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Chaser Report is brought to you by Super Spreader Removals. We get it done with a smile on our face, which you'll be able to see because we won't be wearing any masks. During the Sydney lockdown, we've been trying to cheer ourselves up, haven't we, Charles, by finding people who have it worse than us. Um, mm. Mixed results so far. Chris Taylor yesterday managed to get caught in both the Melbourne and Sydney lockdowns of 2021, which was pretty crap. I, that was quite uplifting for me. Look, I think it was quite scientific. I think it allowed him to do a comparative analysis. I think that's the sort of rigorous journalism that people have grown to expect on the Chaser Report. That's right. That's right. Uh, but today, um, Sammy Shah is with us once again. Sammy, are you ready for the challenge of cheering us up? Don't, Sammy, are you ready, me? Don't you dare talk to me with that cheerful bullshit tone in your voice. You Sydney people know what you've done. You know what you've done to us here in Melbourne. You sent that guy. That was a fifth columnist. That, that wasn't a removalist. That was a fifth <laughs> columnist sent across the border to put us back in our place because you saw us having a good time out here. You saw me going to fancy restaurants and comedy clubs and all you had to do was for five minutes contemplate your own God damn existence which sydney people hate doing unless they're paying some yoga retreat specialist to do that in uh, out in byron bay and so you sent that removal list here and now look at where we are thanks very much well it was a very easy call to make it was just you call up the removal list you say look i've got something i want you to pick up and take down to melbourne and I they did i would have thought melbourne would, would like it because it's all about relocating from Sydney to Melbourne, which any self-respecting <laughs> Melbourneite would completely understand. It's, it's a Trojan horse, basically. The mistake was that the Sydney person who was doing the moving, who moved across the border to Melbourne, who made a good life choice for once in their life mm. by relocating to a good city, chose a Sydney-based removal list. Because yeah. Sydney removalists have the same ethics as everyone else in Sydney, which is, oh, we're in lockdown. Let's go strolling around Louis Vuitton and buy a fucking handbag or whatever <laughs> the hell you crazy people do up there. As opposed to so, Melbourne removalists who have had their mask on and gotten in and gotten out. Sammy, 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 please, let's not enter into this debate about whether Louis Vuitton should be is an essential service or not. It now is not the time to be defining 
Right. With the Louis Vuitton. Like, yeah. For some people, there's, there might be very sense. legitimate That's reasons. That's what the Premier says. Use your common sense about whether yes. you have to buy a luxury handbag this week as opposed to when this is over. Yes. And, right. look, she's, and, and, and she's that clear about it. depends entirely on whether or not you're Natalie Portman and Sasha Baron Cohen waltzing around Sydney. And I, I suppose that's where why all these luxury stores are now open. No, no, no. But Sammy, Sammy, she's been very clear about it. You're not allowed to just go in to Louis Vuitton and browse around. You've got mm. to go in there, know which handbag you want to get, mm. buy it, and get out of there. It's fair. I mean, I think that's pretty COVID safe. That's as COVID safe as you get in the eastern suburbs of You know what? Sydney. You're right. No one who walks into Louis Vuitton to buy something is indecisive. You walk in, the people, the kind of people who walk in there have made a decision before entering. They know what color their yacht is. They know that the handbag has to match the bedroom and living room paint job on their private yacht. And they know they have to make the choice before the Cannes Film Festival ends because they have to sail <laughs> over there. And so you're absolutely right. I apologize. And, um, and Sydney also, does know what it's doing. Just think about it. it they, they've got to have some way to use all the JobKeeper payments that they made last year <laughs> <laughs> and kept the profits of. You know that That's celebrities can still go yachting here, Sammy. They, they can't meet up. Two households can't combine to go yachting, mm. but mm-hmm. you still can go yachting if you want to. It's quite <laughs> yeah. bizarre. Well, it's not bizarre at all. It's none of this is surprising. The fact that Sydney gets a better job seeker, job keeper, quote unquote, relief payment or whatever it is. The fact that you all can go yachting and, and somehow your version of Delta variant is not as dangerous as the Delta variant in the whole rest of the world. And, you know, the, the, you've got traffic going on the streets in Jerome Weimar for some reason playing chicken with the traffic to make a point that no one's quite sure what that point is. Sydney just does things different. And, and God bless you. We're so happy that we could share some of your your Sydney style Delta. Look, I, I must say, I, I was on the government website this morning, uh, just checking out all the sort of schemes. You know, like all my the eligibility. You were looking for, for cash, weren't you? You were you mm-hmm. were hunting for dollars, hunting for for some COVID <laughs> cash, right? And if you actually go through the schemes, they go like, do you like like. On the government website, it says, do you live in Victoria or do you live in New South Wales? Mm. That's one of the questions. And then it it gives you the different, you know, packages based on that. And they're totally different. Like one's $500, (laughs) one's $600. That's why we're the gold standard state. It's because we're worth more. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's worth. That's right. The the Sydney website redirects you to a really nicely designed web page, whereas the Melbourne one goes to a defunct (laughs) GeoCities page with banner ads showing rolling GIF animations. It basically redirects you to a Swiss bank and it just says, how much do you want? That's right. Because our... our (laughs) Whereas the Melbourne one is just a MIDI <laughs> file playing in the background. you do know that um, the actual eastern suburbs outbreak, it, it, people think that it was seated in Bondi Junction, Westfield. It was actually not quite true. It was actually seated in a Cayman Islands um, <laughs> company, oh, entity. Where it accrued COVID just happened to, then... you know, have a sort of physical presence in, in Westfield. But it, it was actually in the Cayman, Cayman Islands. We have actually no no COVID at all in Sydney. Um, as you know, here in Melbourne, we're a very reactive state. Um, we are, uh, some might call us the Avengers of lockdown. You know, we, 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 we strike hard, we strike fast, and we go for the head. And so... Also like the Avengers, you're all going to miss five years of your life. 
Oh, entirely. <laughs> Absolutely. Except, to be fair, not much exciting was going to happen in those five years for any of us anyway. So it's not like it's much of a loss. But yeah, this is that's where we are. And thank you very much, Sydney. We really, really appreciate you doing it mildly a little bit uncomfortable for the rest of us. Hey, Charles, did you get out yesterday? It was 20 degrees. Yeah. In Sydney yesterday, <laughs> in the middle of winter. Uh, why do you even know that? You're in lockdown. We went to the park, my daughter and I. We, we There were heaps of people there. Mm. We had a really good time flying foxes and slides and stuff. Lots of surfaces that were, I'll, were I'll, mixed. and <laughs> She was hugging strange children I'll we didn't you, know. I, I've you know. seen... It was, it was seen very relaxed. parents, you know, of my kids, you know, like friends of my kids, uh, in the last few days just at local parks than I've seen for, for months. Like, like, lockdowns are a really good, great oh. way to get out and socialise, I reckon. This isn't, by the, yes, this is true. You do end up socialising more during the moments before lockdown than that. Normally, I'd hardly meet anyone, but tonight I'm going to party like it's the end of the world. You should, and, and it is. Um, Sammy, just before we go, can I just get your address? Because I've got, I want to send you a package and I've got these really reliable removalists. Oh, awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. Get them to really rub some COVID in their faces as well, you know, just to get it, get it on there. Uh, coat their lungs with the COVID if they could. Delta variant and if Delta Plus is available, I don't know what's going on in the stores and shops. You know, maybe it's in Louis Vuitton. But yeah, definitely try to get the good quality shit. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, we've copied your laneway bars. You're copying our outbreak. It seems perfectly fair to me. Absolutely. It's a quid pro quo relationship between all of us while Queensland laughs. I just want to remind everyone that the real enemy is still out there. <laughs> That's right. Tragically, a mere 20 minutes after we finished that conversation with our dear friend Sammy Shah, it became clear that Melbourne would be entering into its fifth lockdown at midnight last night. In response, Sammy has declared war on the city of Sydney. Sammy, on behalf of all of us at the Chaser Report, you've got this. God, those Melbournians are such whinges. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This episode proudly brought to you by Super Spreader Removals. We don't just pick things up in Sydney and bring them to Melbourne. We'll take it on to Adelaide too. Absolutely free and with none of the pesky paperwork. That's the Super Spreader guarantee. So this week there's been some bizarre activity on the Chaser's social media accounts, particularly the Chaser Twitter, at Chaser. Uh, What's happened is that a number of Prime Ministers seem to be giving us money and giving all the years that we've spent hassling these very Prime Ministers it's a bit of a surprise, Charles. So to tell us more, uh, Cam is with us. Cam is the editor of The Chaser. He runs a lot of the stuff on the website. And Gabby's here as well because she's been watching this with great interest also. Cam, welcome. Hello. Why have we been getting money from Prime Ministers and which Prime Ministers are on board at this point? Is it all the living ones or only some of them? <laughs> 
Well, I assume they're all probably chomping at the bit to join in. But you, you may not believe this, Dom, but strangely enough, the Chaser Company isn't exactly the most financially uh, rich company in the world. Yes. So a couple, of, a couple of weeks back, we decided to just really squeeze every single dollar we can out of our audience. What's been the strategy at the moment to try and get donations, Cam? So we've been basically just asking people for beer money, um, sort of saying, hey, can you chip in five bucks here and there? But then we noticed last week or early this week, that uh, Malcolm Turnbull had liked one of our stories on Twitter. Someone sent round a picture of that little thing that comes up that says he's liked your thing. So we went, oh, hold on a minute. Richie Richpants over here doesn't <laughs> seem to be a subscriber. Um, so we just sent him a tweet saying, hey, money bags, how about you chip in a couple of bucks? And amazingly, it worked. Yeah, it was um, quite surprising that I think we woke up the next morning to discover $60 in the account, which was simultaneously quite a lot because it was $55 more than we'd asked for, <laughs> but also not very much considering how much he's worth. We weren't sure whether it was the real Malcolm, were we, um, initially? And what, what convinced us? Yeah, I, I can answer that. It was donated at 5.50am and, and <laughs> I discussed it with all the interns and we decided that, you know, yeah, that's a very Malcolm Turnbull hour of the day to give $60 to something. I was just going to say, I was told by Charles as well. So um, apparently while I was uh, working away at the social media, he was on a phone call to the interns specifically telling them, do not tweet out about Malcolm having given this money because apparently this is grossly illegal. Unfortunately, I was not on that call, so I was simultaneously tweeting out, Malcolm Turnbull has just paid us $60. With a screen cap... And then he replied... <laughs> uh, something along the lines of, fuck you guys for doxing me. <laughs> uh, and I've got to say, pretty impressive internet lingo. It must have been the real Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point, we were pretty sure this was the real Malcolm, unless this was some kind of like elaborate scam in which someone's hacked his Twitter account as well. It's almost certainly him. So... We thought the next step, naturally, would just be to tag Gabby's mate, Kevin Rudd, and say, cough up. He's not my friend. I don't know. I mean, like, I'd, be, I'd like to be friends with him, but you guys keep saying he's my bestie. He's not. <laughs> he's your duet partner. Yes. We sang, we had a lovely time together, all right? And then, and it's over now, and it's fine. All right, I've moved on. You guys need to move on too. But anyway, yes, we tagged... We tagged old mate Kev and uh, he followed through. How much did he give? A very petty uh, $61 just to one-up Malcolm. But I, I just love Cam's response to, to Kevin because $61, <laughs> it didn't seem like quite enough. And so I rang Cam and said, you know, how do we squeeze a bit more out of Kevin? Yeah. And Cam goes, oh, why don't we ask him for another $8? <laughs> <laughs> and and we did. And then Kevin replied with... Um, Nice try. I mean, I'm amazed that they gave us any money. We spent so many years just ruining their attempts at winning elections. But see, you guys have already closed yourself off to the idea of repairing that rift. I, on the mm. other hand, decided to call Keating's office. It, it was an interesting phone call. I called up. I found his real office's number, by the way. It's just online. You can just get it. And I called his office and this really nice lady responded, hello, Paul Keating's office. And then it sort of dawned on me that I was one person away from Paul Keating. And I said, hi, uh, my name's Gabby. I'm from The Chaser. 
I was wondering if Paul Keating was interested in beating Malcolm Turnbull and Kevin Rudd in one fell swoop <laughs> by donating $62, which is $1 more than the both of them donated. And she she sort of was just like, sorry, who, where are you from? And I said, oh, the chaser. And she laughed and she sort of said, oh, no, no, thank you. <laughs> Didn't even ask. So and so now I'm trying to figure out how to use a fax machine um, because I haven't given up on Keating. Well, I mean, how do you get John Howard? If the chaser has learned anything, how you get to Howard is you literally just walk yeah. up to him with a very large weapon and he'll embrace you. <laughs> yeah. Get the chainsaw right back out. Mind you, th- there is one last twist in this story, Dom, which I, I don't know whether you know about, which is last night... Um, Cam made a donation of $121, which is the total amount that we've received from Kevin Rudd and Malcolm Turnbull. And and where did we end up uh, sending their money to, Cam? Well, we gave it to the Asylum Seekers Centre, I think it was, which I immediately regretted because I realised that meant we lost all the money we'd made and now we're back to square one. The problem is that we're going to run out of Prime Ministers pretty soon. I'm not sure this is a viable <laughs> ongoing funding model, Cam, particularly if you're getting the profits away. I think in Australia, if there's one thing we're safe of, we'll always have more Prime Ministers. Australia. Coronavirus is on the loose and the federal government is announcing a new range of measures to help in these trying times. Small businesses and hotspots have been hit hard, which is why we're building 36 new commuter car parks in marginal Liberal electorates across the other side of the city. And if you're a casual worker whose hours have been cut, don't worry. We're committed to making sure there are enough car parks for people who still have jobs to park in. And for renters facing eviction, our new car parks will be a great place to park if you ever need to sleep in your car overnight. And finally, if you are worried that Australia doesn't have enough vaccines, don't be. From today, we'll be rolling out an additional 100,000 car parks a week. That means by the end of this year, every person in Australia will have received at least one commuter car park. The Australian Federal Government. We're here to help. Build car parks. 
was pre-recorded yesterday. I'm sorry to reveal it, but yes. it's just obvious because he recorded it and then literally 15 minutes later, it was announced that Melbourne would be going into lockdown at midnight last night. That's right. And so Melbourne is now in lockdown. Um, there's been a series of super spreader events, mainly all of which Sammy has been at <laughs> during the night. Um, we've had this last burst of super spreading events, which Melbourne's very good at, I must say. Um, mind you, I think Sydney had the same thing when um, when we went into lockdown. I mean, a few arguably weeks ago. Sydney had a hand. We're not completely blameless, Charles, in this situation. There was a small matter <laughs> yeah. of removalists, but I mean, really, is this the time to be apportioning yeah. blame, but, Charles? It's not. Look, I think blame is such a sort of two thousand and twenty concept. Mm. Like it, it was fine last year when coronavirus kept on leaking out of Melbourne. Yeah, when they said the crossroads outbreak in Sydney, which yeah. we need to remind them about constantly when yes. they get angry with us about this. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And in, anyway, we're all in this together. Well, we are now anyway. Yeah, we are, <laughs> certainly are. It's called a cluster is what yeah. it's called. So anyway, yeah. what I think we'll do, Charles, is just I've arranged for the chaser to send about 10 bunches of flowers to everyone we know in Melbourne. Yes. Um, and I'm Because our florists sure, are open. Rather than using local Melbourne florists, that we're getting Fairfield. They've got a very yeah. good florist in Fairfield. <laughs> They'll be there tomorrow. And um, yeah. I just think if there's one thing we can do is to make sure that we're all in this together for months. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the <laughs> least we could do. It is literally the least we could do. Mm. And arguably more than we sh- legally should do. Speaking of Melbourne, our podcast festival gig has been officially cancelled. It's completely off. Uh, we predicted for weeks that it might be, and sadly it definitely is. So uh, if you bought tickets, we will um, have a date later in the year or maybe next year. Who knows where these outbreaks are going. But we still want to come down, don't we, Charles? Mm, not at the moment. Have you heard <laughs> no. what's going on in Melbourne? No, in, in a few months. <laughs> Got yeah, an outbreak yeah. down there. Follow <laughs> us on the socials. Check Jazz website for more news, as always. And, of course, it is Apple Podcasts Review reading time. We haven't done this while you're away, Charles. There's been some great reviews, most of them about how depressing... <laughs> the podcast has become in the last few days. And fair cop. Uh, oh, look, uh, Nina is the funniest. That's nice. Um, yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, you're Ma- fired. Yeah, good to know others getting behind that. Thank you to uh, GT Ooh. Sam WA. Olive Oil wrote, uh, literal laugh out loud content. I love it. Five stars. That's really nice. First time I read that, I thought it said liberal laugh out loud content. So um, either way, put Charles in space. Thank you, LK Lee. I agree. Oh, my God, look at this. Probably the best podcast ever. Thank you, thank you for this brilliant podcast. It is so amazingly up-to-date and informative. I never miss an episode. I would only complain that they are too short, but you have so much information to get through. I don't know how you do it. You must research your topics 18 hours a day. Incredible. And that's from my mum. No, Charles, Um, have you not read the rest of that? Oh, it Review. Says, oh, it <laughs> says congratulations, Tegan Taylor and Dr. Norman Swan, physician and journalist. Big ups for CoronaCast. That is very well done from Alan Ben. Well done, Alan. There you go. Oh, Thank you for the reviews. Good. Keep them coming, and we'll keep reading them out. And today's keyword is welcome aboard, Melbourne. Yeah, welcome aboard, Melbourne. Lovely. Aggies from Road Microphones. We're part of the Acast Creator Network. Catch you on Monday morning. See ya. <laughs>